Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. So what's the future? How are things looking in the state of Indiana as this session continues to head on down the road? Are we going to see uh, that these two sides can actually get something done that makes things better for all of us? Tony Katz, good to be with you. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB, at Gary Dick on Twitter, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick on uh, the, the Twitter box. If there's one place where there's opportunity uh, for everybody, it's in this conversation of tourism, which is hard for us to get our heads around. And I was just in Nashville, and I will tell you, they understand tourism. We've got a much uh, bigger, much more uphill battle uh, ahead of us. That said, Gary Dick, as you've been doing the the deep dive, golf makes us money in terms of billions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, a new report uh, is out, Tony. Uh, the National Golf Foundation did this. I think they did it on a state by state basis. But the numbers are uh, are really are stunning. Two billion dollars in economic impact in Indiana, according to this report, which was uh, released late, uh, late last week. Twenty three thousand jobs uh, supported by the industry uh, in Indiana. Uh, also a big impact, uh, certainly when it comes to uh, charities. But as you mentioned, it's a big piece uh, of the tourism equation in Indiana, which continues to drive a lot of, uh, of economic activity. We're seeing golf trips from neighboring states, uh, folks coming into Indiana, the Pete Dye Golf Trail, which was established, uh, you know, kind of a trail uh, connecting all of uh, Pete Dye's signature courses here in Indiana. So golf, and, and we should mention that the pandemic uh, Tony really did rejuvenate the golf game, uh, if you will. Got more people out, got courses uh, 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 filled up, and uh, really some courses that were not doing that well uh, are now back in, in good shape. So, yeah, golf, um, without question, uh, part of a bigger picture in that tourism picture in Indiana. When, when people go and, and they want to experience golf, it, is it the name of the course you talk about, uh, Pete Dye, of course? Is it the difficulty of the course? Is it the other things associated with it? Do people want to golf more in Florida because you also have beaches? You want to golf more in in Arizona because you can do something else? What is what are the things around a golf course that we can start focusing on as amenities to allow us opportunities to attract more people? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination uh, of those things, Tony. Frankly, you know, I think the. Uh, kind of the more accomplished, those uh, those more serious golfers, if you will, they'll look at the name of the course, the challenging nature of the course, those types of things. But I think for the vast majority of golfers, they like to be 
you know, outside uh, with nature, so to speak, but on some of these really cool design uh, courses that are, uh, are are really fun to be on and really fun to uh, to uh, to compete on or and compete with yourself, really. But take some of these trips. You know, Michigan, uh, obviously, much larger tourism budget than Indiana. Big uh, big dollars in Michigan. Golf is a huge uh, deal uh, in Michigan. And in terms of, uh, as you look at the number of courses up there, the weather they have a little bit cooler up there, that kind of thing, it, tr- it attracts lots and lots of golf trips. So I think it's a combination uh, of things. And I think Indiana, the climate here, a little, little colder, a little cooler, obviously, uh, you know, can be hot in the summer. Uh, but I, I think the industry as a whole, the golf industry as a whole, is uh, really experiencing uh, yeah. uh, rejuvenation. I'm not. It's it, it, one of the few things where it's not weather. Uh, you golfers are freaks. You'll golf in any. I saw Caddyshack. You'll do it in the lightning storm. There is nothing exactly. that's going to stop you. If a tornado was coming through, you'd be like, maybe we could get in the front nine. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the heavy stuff is coming for a while, right? Right, yeah, exactly, exactly what you'd say. You'd be like, I'm in, I'm game. Uh, it's the beer cart out, and that would be it. Yeah, so so weather is one of the few things that we don't have to, to worry about. It's just what else can we create uh, to the advantage. Also, as uh, you have been discussing, Terre Haute uh, getting itself an electric vehicle battery components plant that's going to bring in another 600-plus jobs. Yeah, and, and this is an interesting story. You know, again, one more piece of this whole electric vehicle uh, industry, if you will. A lot of money being uh, invested there. Uh, we saw last week in Kokomo, uh, the uh, Stellantis broke, uh, kind of put the first beam in place for this big uh, uh, $2 billion plant there. Terre Haute getting in on the mix. And what I think is significant there, it's a billion and a half dollar investment in tech, an Oregon-based uh, company making the investment there. And they're actually saying there could be more. This could be just the beginning for this site in in Vigo County. But what I think is really noteworthy there is that Terre Haute, Vigo County, the Wabash Valley landed a big economic development deal because uh, they've certainly pursued deals over the years, but just haven't been able to land one of those they finally did here, and it adds to a, a kind of a, a, a piece of the pie, a piece of the puzzle, if you will, over there. We're beginning to see in Terre Haute, we've got a couple new hotels downtown. They've got a new convention center that opened last year. Uh, a new casino is uh, is well underway and I think opens next year as well. So Terre Haute and uh, Vigo County beginning to get in on the uh, economic uh, economic train. On this casino conversation, every now and then it comes up that – uh, why don't we uh, put a casino, you know, somewhere closer to Indianapolis? Why don't we put a casino in in downtown? And I've I, I always make the argument that you know places like Cincinnati or I should really say Cleveland tried uh, this. It didn't work out uh, so so great. And and just because something is in a populated area doesn't mean that it's always uh, successful. Is there ever any real talk about a casino in downtown? Because we have this mall that no one's doing anything with, and you could see some opportunities for that space. Is there ever this conversation? Uh, there is the conversation. I don't know, you know, truthfully, Tony, how seriously, uh, uh, how serious it is, uh, because that, as you well know, it's been talked about for many years. You know, there's a lot of talk about Union Station, certainly, uh, as being a right. potential site there. And you mentioned a conversation about uh, Circle Center, uh, which is is one of the biggest issues facing, without question, downtown Indianapolis. What to do with that? Uh, and I'm still waiting 
we're anticipating some sort of uh, ideas coming out of these the this task force and these meetings have been having but uh i i don't think it's it, it, as far as i can hear the talk is not something that's going to ultimately happen you know i think there are a lot of supporters of it but i don't think uh, i don't think it really has uh, that great a chance of ultimately happening that right there is gary dick from inside indiana business before i, I let you go unemployment 3.1 percent in february that is unchanged and it's been unchanged for three months uh business leaders uh state leaders they happy with this uh, you know, I think so. But I, again, you and I have talked about it a lot. Uh, it's talked about all the time about this whole ability of, of uh, companies to get the workers they need. And, and back to that whole announcement in Terre Haute, that's 640 jobs. Uh, and, and this company from Oregon coming into Indiana believes they can get those 640 jobs or more uh, here. So you, it's a kind of a two-edged sword. You hear you hear this talk about uh, the, the talent, uh, the challenge to get talent and those types of things. But there are companies investing here and think the employment situation is one that's going to work for them. Well, it's, I think, a further question of what are we doing to allow us to continue to compete with with other places in, in the Midwest? Um, I, am, I am convinced that there has to be a capital of the Midwest theory and philosophy uh, and that involves getting every city up and pumping. We're going to discuss this in the future. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, on Twitter, at IIB, on the drive, Hubler.com hotline.